This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. As senators and the White House continue to work out details of a bipartisan deal on infrastructure spending, progressive lawmakers are playing whack-a-mole with provisions built into the bill that allows for private equity firms to dig their teeth into public programs. According to the organization Americans for Financial Reform, private equity is responsible for 1.3 million lost jobs in the retail sector alone, damaged the healthcare system, contributed to the affordable housing crisis, and have helped to build abusive monopolies. Joining me to discuss more on this is Patrick Woodall, senior researcher and writer with Americans for Financial Reform. Welcome to the program, Patrick. It's great to be back, Sonali. Thank you for having me. So before we get into how private equity firms are trying to take advantage of the public through this infrastructure bill, explain for our audience what is a private equity firm for those outside of the finance sector who may not necessarily follow Wall Street news. What are private equity firms? Sure. These are uh, private investment houses that in, uh, take large pools of money from pensions and university endowments and wealthy families sovereign wealth funds, and they use that money to basically take over companies or real estate or other assets. So they do this in a form of investment called a leverage buyout, where they pick a company like Toys R Us, they, uh, they take it over in, and Toys R Us borrows money to basically finance its own takeover. And then Toys R Us has to pay that money back. And so it has a huge, enormous debt load. And then the companies, they, the private equity firms rely on sort of predatory tactics and financial engineering to extract value from the company. So they might shift the real estate assets to a different holding company, or they might impose a dividend, forcing the company to give them even more money that they have to borrow and severe cost cutting. So like layoffs and downsizing and uh, wage concessions. So all those things are to extract value for the private equity firm. And hopefully from their perspective, they'll be able to sell the company within uh, five or seven years at a profit. And then even though they did all of this with debt, uh, because they did it with debt, they basically can make a much larger profit on the transaction. But unfortunately, uh, private equity firms takeovers are often lead to bankruptcy. So there are about 10 times more bankruptcies in private equity takeovers than in a non-private equity company. So, and that obviously has a huge impact on job losses. In the retail sector, this has been an enormous catastrophe where 1.3 million jobs have been lost and tons of storied firms like Toys R Us. Right. You use that example because that was one of the high profile companies that went out of business. Uh, companies like uh, pay, uh, pay Less Shoes and uh, several other high profile companies that, that got bought out by private equity firms and then basically went out of business. So a, as part of a, a way to supposedly save these companies and in turn save the jobs that these companies offer, uh, these private equity firms end up being the, the killer of these companies. So how have they gotten their teeth into or tried to get their teeth into the infrastructure spending bill? This is a massive, massive, you know, at least $1 trillion bill um, and and possibly more than that, where public money, taxpayer money, is supposed to go toward updating American infrastructure. So this is a, a, a pretty huge uh, 
thing that's going on just generally, which is the privatization of uh, public services is very common in water utilities and private equity is involved in these kind of takeovers where they uh, take over a public water utility, they raise rates, they reduce service so people are paying more for lower quality service has huge impacts on communities of color, uh, both because the water is more expensive, but also because they often face really messy situations when they do not upkeep the system enough. So in the infrastructure bill, there's been an effort by the industry to sort of get in there and have privatization be a core portion of it, or to use these private public partnerships where the government uses public money and the private companies backed by private uh, private equity would also get into the action. And so look, it's a lot of money on the table. So they're eager to get their, their mitts on it. They were very effective in being able to access the CARES Act money and get the pandemic relief, including a lot of small money that should have gone to small businesses ended up going to private equity uh, backed uh, companies, including like restaurant chains like Sonic that were doing really well in the pandemic because they had a drive-through business. So while like 100,000 uh, sit-down restaurants went out of business during the pandemic, we gave public money to private equity backed uh, fast food chains that were doing a roaring business at their drive-through window. Mm. So uh, I actually want to play a short video that your organization, Americans for Financial Reform, created um, as part of a campaign to try to really stop these firms from taking from preying on the public. And, and after we watch this video, we'll talk about a piece of legislation that could address what it is that these companies are doing that's uh, quite uh, dangerous to the American economy. Here's a short video by Americans for Financial Reform. Their whole goal from the onset was to strip this company of everything it had and take it out of business. They were just basically using the newspapers as their own personal ATM machine. All of a sudden, we got this big spike the first year they came in. My land fee reached almost $1,400. Private equity firms do everything they can to maximize revenue and squeeze costs, no matter the human toll. Whether they are price gouging people for vital services like housing, shortening life expectancy in nursing homes, or destroying local newspapers with ruthless cost cutting, the private equity industry is responsible for some of the most harmful business practices in the United States. Its abuses are pervasive, stretching across the American economy through many industries. The phone calls are very expensive. I couldn't afford them. For Diane Lewis and for her incarcerated son, telephone calls were nothing less than a lifeline. If I didn't pay for them, there would be no way I could talk to him, and how would I know how he was doing? She was paying Securus Technologies, a corporation owned by the private equity firm Platinum Equity, whose co-founder is the Los Angeles billionaire Tom Gores, the owner of the Detroit Pistons. We didn't even know who owned us for a while. We finally figured out it was Alden Global Capital that nobody had ever heard of. We can break the cycle of private equity firms destroying jobs and wrecking companies by passing groundbreaking federal legislation known as the Stop Wall Street Looting Act. You really want my true opinion about them? They're out for one thing and that's nothing but money.
And that's a short video created by Americans for Financial Reform. My guest, Patrick Woodall, a senior researcher and writer with that organization. Before we talk about the Stop Wall Street Looting Act, Patrick, this video featured the you know pe- real people whose lives are impacted by these private equity firms. How important was it to show this human uh, toll on people? I mean, I'm a journalist. It was talking about newspapers being decimated by private equity firms. So private equity has its fingers in the entirety of the economy. So it is an amazing amount of, uh, they own tons and tons of different kinds of companies, but their impact on people is actually pretty similar across the board. So obviously real workers are hurt, real people are losing their jobs and the quality of services that they're offering is often much lower than it was before. So like, Toys R Us goes out of business and all the people with Toys R Us gift cards are pretty much out of luck. So these kind of things happen uh, across the board, right? It's, you know, private equity nursing homes uh, may have higher levels of COVID deaths. That's what we found in New Jersey. So it has real impacts on real people. And it's important to show that this is not just some sort of abstraction of Wall Street investments, that the downside and the risk of these uh, private equity takeovers is substantial and has really hurts workers and communities. So let's talk about the Stop Wall Street Looting Act. Uh, who has introduced this legis- legislation? Uh, has it been actually introduced? Um, and, and what would it call upon these uh, upon the government to do for private equity firms? So it was introduced in the last Congress by Senator Warren and in the House by uh, Representatives Jayapal and Pocan. And it will be reintroduced in the fall this year. It does several very important things. First, it makes it harder for private equity to extract uh, value from the company in predatory manners using crazy financial engineering. So for the first two years after a takeover, the company would be private equity they would not be able to take out a dividend from the, the target firm. It makes it harder for private equity to sort of loot assets out of a, a firm that they took over. This is a very common in retail and, and healthcare where uh, the real estate assets could be shifted away. So for example, the takeover of Hahnemann Hospital in Philadelphia, the hospital is gone, but the private equity firm still has the real estate. So that's a situation where they were basically able to extract all the value and then the hospital closed that served a predominantly uh, community of color in, in Philadelphia. So it would make those things much more difficult. It also does really important things for workers. One is that it advances their stake in the bankruptcy process. Currently, if a private equity firm goes under, the workers have much less of a claim on pensions, on severance, on back wages than uh, than other creditors. And this would advance them and prioritize them in that pecking order. So for example, when the art van furniture chain in the Midwest went under, um, lots of people some 4,000 people lost their jobs. They didn't get severance. They got virtually no notice. They um, And they struggled with uh, their healthcare premiums. And the company even basically seized their uh, individual contributions to their medical savings account. It took the workers and uh, working with United for Respect, a group that uh, works with a lot of retail workers, almost two years for them to fight with the private equity firm to get them to set up a fund big enough to 
provide money and recompense for these workers. That shouldn't have to happen. They should be prioritized in the bankruptcy process. Look, a lot, some two thirds of retail bankruptcies prior to the pandemic were private equity. And even still, private equity are the majority of, of retail bankruptcy. So it's really important to make sure that the workers are protected, given that private equity takeovers are much more likely to lead to total collapse of the firm. Aren't there already um, rules that could be enforced more strictly that are on the books? I know that your organization wrote a letter to the Securities and Exchange Commission. Yes, there are obviously things that could be done to strengthen the transparency and to improve disclosure of these uh, assets. And those are things that should be happening now. So the SEC and the Treasury and the IRS could be doing much more to really rein in these private equity abuses. And we are asking the Biden administration to do just that. But the Stop Wall Street Looting Act uh, would make all these things statutory requirements and would really improve uh, the, the oversight of the private equity industry would curb the kind of excess predatory practices that are all too common today and really be an important step. So with the going back to the, the bill that uh, was introduced, will be reintroduced this fall, is there, do you see an appetite among both parties to take this on? I mean, Democrats and Republicans can barely agree on anything. You know, maybe war funding might be the one thing they tend to come together uh, to pass. Uh, but uh, especially Republicans, Trump Republicans are loath to give Democrats any sense of success. Uh, the fact that Elizabeth Warren is introducing this, we know that the Republicans have taken great aim at the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau, which she helped to start before she became senator. And it is the kind of thing that Republicans love to do, you know, take take on or, or stand in the way of any Wall Street reform. Is there appetite or a political will, I should say, in the Senate um, for where votes are basically almost equal um, for this bill? So I think there's much more interest in dealing with the private equity industry than ever before. It's a, gr a growing amount of money, right? In the US, it's almost $2 trillion worth of assets under management. And it's lots and lots of workers and many high profile cases. So it, more and more, I think there's a growing interest in realizing that the private equity practices, the abuses and the predatory practices and the financial engineering have led to real harm for real people and real communities. So I think there's much more interest in dealing with it uh, than ever before. I think also the effort of the industry to access the public money through the CARES Act and its attempt to really get its fingers into the infrastructure bill just heightens the awareness that, um, that these are companies that are extreme, these are all run by billionaires, basically. So it really exacerbates the U.S. Uh, wealth inequality. So it's really important, and it's there's so many high-profile cases. So I think there's more act, more interest in this than ever before. In the short term, what should people look out for with respect to private equity firms getting their fingers into the infrastructure bill? Are there are progressive lawmakers doing enough to try to you know get these provisions that benefit private equity firms out of the bill? They are. They are trying very hard to make sure that it is 
not a pro-privatization, pro-public-private partnership bill. I think it's a, a tough fight, but it's going pretty well right now. And obviously, it's a messy, ongoing thing has been moving around a lot. So, but it's incredibly important, right? So you don't want to have your water system turned over to Wall Street investors who care more about extracting value than making sure that you can turn on the tap at night. So those are things that are like really affect people. So I think there's real interest in making sure this this doesn't happen in the infrastructure bill. And there's some lessons to be learned from the CARES Act, where there were not enough restrictions on private equity-backed firms accessing this money that was supposed to provide pandemic relief. These are incredibly wealthy firms that have, you know, billions and billions of dollars in cash that they are using for investments. They could have propped up their own companies rather than going to the public uh, trough. Uh, and then looking toward the long-term legislation, I understand that there's a petition online that people can sign um, to show their support for the Stop Wall Street Looting Act. People can go online to stopwallstreetlooting.org and uh, sign a petition to advance the bill and really take on private equity. That's stopwallstreetlooting.org, and we'll post a link to that from our website as well. Uh, and Americans for Financial Reform has its own website at ourfinancialsecurity.org, and we'll link to that as well. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us, and good luck to you. Thank you, Sonali. It's great to be here again. My guest has been Patrick Woodall, senior researcher and writer with Americans for Financial Reform. We've been discussing how private equity firms are preying on the public via the infrastructure bill and elsewhere. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. We're online at risingupwithsonali.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and watch all of our video interviews. You can also find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And do follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU with Sonali.